Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Hallelujah. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, if they can go nuts in Wrigleyville, we should be going nuts in here. Hallelujah. You know, um, uh, can I tell you, when you walk with God, you have to make a decision to walk with God. And it's, and the decision that you make to walk with God is to say, is basically this, it's, Jesus, whatever you teach in your word, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I remember growing up as a kid, I grew up in the hood, in the ghetto, and there, every day there were so many decisions to make. And my father used to say to me, listen, weaklings follow for no reason. Don't be a weakling, okay? Weaklings follow for no reason. I had seven of my friends did time for murder. I don't know how many of them died of AIDS in my neighborhood. And I remember my dad telling me, if you're going to do something, do it for a reason. Not because of what other people think. Not because of what other people are doing. Because it's, you know what you, it's because that you know that this is what you ought to do. Okay? So here's the thing. I don't really care what the world thinks about me if I'm in the church and I'm lifting my hands or even walking down the street and lifting my hands. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. How many would say amen? Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. And he's worthy to be praised. He's so worthy to be praised. How many would say amen? Let's do what the Bible says. Let's do what the Bible says and let's give God all the glory and all the honor. You know, you got to keep me away from watching these sports events because they really do something to me. When I see the people going nuts over the, over the team, you know, I think about our team. We have an eternal team. Hallelujah. Thank you, choir, for that little church hymn you gave us there. Amen. Okay, let's get into this message today. You know, um, I have, uh, I, was, I was at Moody this past week and I preached to the students and I was telling the students how wonderful it is to depend upon God and how, what a joy it is to see. And I was encouraging them to trust God and to depend upon God and, and the Lord brought a, a, a forgive Forgive me for all these personal references today. And the Lord um, brought back to mind that when we moved here to start the Chicago Tabernacle, I don't even remember why I was at Moody, but we had decided to come here. We felt led by God like we were supposed to come to Chicago from New York. We didn't have jobs yet. We didn't, uh, we didn't have an assignment. I remember my father-in-law saying, well, what are you going to do for a living? How are you going to work? And I said, well, Chrissy is... 
already filled out an application at a clothing store. I'm going to try to get a job on with UPS until God does something. And um, we didn't ask Brooklyn Tabernacle for support. Really, we didn't ask anyone for support. We just knew that God had sent us. And, um, and I don't know why I was at Moody, but I remember we were getting very, very close to moving. And it was like our last trip here. And I remember being in front of Moody and uh, on LaSalle Avenue and walking down the block. And I won't get into some of the verses there in my heart, but I began to pray. I was like, God, you know, we're coming. We're coming to Chicago, Lord. And, um, and uh, you're the great provider. You know how to pay the bills, so on and so forth. And, and then I got my first phone call right there. And it was from a pastor who's actually gone home to be with the Lord, but he was in Oregon and he asked me how I was doing, and I told him what was going on. And here's what he said. He said, okay, we're going to pledge, I think it was $900. I don't know. We're going to pledge $900 a month for 10 months. Not a year, 10 months. I was like, how about rounding that out, brother? But no. <laughs> he said, 10 months. And here's what he said to me. He said, listen, Al. He said, if God is in this, you'll know in 10 months. Okay. And so that was the first one, you know. It was the first, the, first, the first little bit of support. Now, we could stand here and give you story after story after story of, of the things that God has done all the way to this past week. It all comes as a result of us trusting God and depending upon God. Amen? How many know when you trust God and depend upon God, God is Faithful. How many would say amen that God is faithful? Amen. Now it's in light of that that I want to speak this message to you. And, and something has been happening over the last five or six weeks. Every time I take the offering, I've been feeling in my heart, kind of pushed in my spirit to talk more at the offering time about finances. And um, if you know... Our history here, we really, sometimes we went on, we went two or three years and didn't talk about finances. And the Lord rebuked me and corrected me about that. Because how many know that God blesses you in whatever area you honor him? Okay. So the Lord convicted me. I wasn't teaching the people to, to put their faith in God in the area of their finances. And so I've been feeling that again. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. And I want to, I want to tell you that when whatever you don't give to God, whatever, whatever area of your life you don't honor God, well, you're kind of vulnerable because you're on your own. And so what I want to do is give um, some very important truths that teach us how to put our faith into the area of our finances. Okay. Because, um, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> we all know that the area of provision is one of the biggest for us. How many need God to provide for you every day? So this is a, a big deal. And by the way, the Bible talks a lot about this. Listen to this. There are more than 500 verses in the Bible concerning prayer, nearly 500 concerning faith, but more than 2,000 verses on the subject of money and possessions. Jesus talked about money in 16 of his 38 parables. 
So today I want to I want to cover just a couple of very very important truths so that we could get our head around how we give. Now let me say this, I have never looked at the tithing records of this church. The pastors don't do that. You know, obviously we have one of the leaders who's assigned to that, but we don't do that because your giving is between you and God. You know, I never have, never will. And we don't look at anyone based on how they give or whatever. That's all God's business. I'm going to say amen. amen. The only reason I'm saying this is because I want you to experience the fullness of the blessing of God in your life. And this is a big, this is a big piece of it. There's a part of, man, being taken care of is such a big deal. And it's so good to know that the Lord is taking care of us. Amen. amen. So I want you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3, verses, and we're going to read them slowly. I'm going to read it once, and then I'm going to read it with emphasis the second time. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Very important pass a, a verse in the Bible. Now I'm going to read it a little, a second time with emphasis. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with your wealth. And then, okay, see, here's telling you what to do. Honor, okay, who to honor. It's the Lord, okay, how to honor, it's with your wealth. And then it goes on to explain, it says, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then, everyone say then. Amen. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. So I just want to pray that the Lord would give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Thank you, Lord. For this day, thank you for the sweetness of your presence. God, thank you for every visitor that has come. I pray that you bless them, Lord. Even on a Sunday when they would maybe come for the first time and they're going to hear a message about money. God, would you bless their hearts somehow, oh God? Would you minister to them, oh God? And that somehow they would see your loving kindness to take care of us every moment of our lives. God, today we want to learn how to honor you, Lord, and we want to learn how to even put faith, oh God, not, not just into our children or our marriage, but also into our finances. We thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, amen. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, this passage, it teaches us is that when we put our faith into our, our finances, the first thing we do is we honor or we prioritize uh, uh, um, we prioritize honoring over energy okay we prioritize honoring honor over energy and you'll see this will unfold in a moment so what does honor mean okay because this is saying honor first so honor means to glorify or distinguish it means to give an award an accolade or laurels this is right out of the dictionary, guys. It is a tangible symbol signifying approval or distinction. For example, like look up here. Yesterday something somewhat historic happened. A relief pitcher hit a home run uh, uh, for the Cubs last night in like the fifth inning. 
And, uh, um, and after he ran around the bases, you know what? They so didn't expect him to do anything that they were interviewing someone while he was at bat and he hit a home run. And um, uh, so you didn't even really see it. And, uh, and then after he got into the dugout, the fans were cheering, but they kept cheering until he, he took what they call in baseball a curtain call. So he jumps out of the dugout and he goes like this, and then the crowd goes nuts again. Okay? So they were honoring him for what he did. It's to perform a duty of respect toward someone. And, and when you... When it comes to our finances, the biggest part of our finances is honoring God above our own energy. Okay? I'm going to unpack this in a second, but look at me. It's honoring God above our own energy because many times we think that it is our energy that has brought the blessing. But how many know it's not our energy that brings the blessing? How many know God is, is the one who even gives us the energy to bring the blessing? Okay, so the first and most important basic principle, it's, it's essentially worship over work. It's who do you give the credit to for the blessing and the reaping that you have in your life? If you're going to put faith into your finances, it all begins by honoring God first. How many would say amen, and that makes lots of sense. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, some people say that that's part of the law and that this is the New Testament. Well, actually, this honor started with the father of faith, Father Abraham. Here's a great example of it in Hebrews uh, chapter 7. Let me read this to you. It says, Melchizedek, who was a type of Christ, okay, was king of Salem and priest of God most high. He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. Abraham had fought a battle. Okay, with his 300 men, he conquered a number of kings. And then it says, Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. And what Abraham did is he gave uh, Melchizedek, which is a type of Christ, he gave him an offering because here's what he was saying. He was saying, God, I recognize that even though I won this battle with my own energy, I recognize that you're the one who gave me the energy and gave me the victory. You're the one who protected me, oh God, from evil and delivered me from the sword, oh God. And I give you the credit. You see, it's basically giving God the credit in Abraham who is the father of faith. Okay, he is the one who offered, who, who made this. He made numerous incredible offerings, but he set the example of giving. And so when it when it comes to our when it comes to to our finances, it all begins with it all begins with who do you give the credit to? You see? Because if day in and day out you don't give the credit to him, guess what happens? We take the credit. And let me prove that to you because this is why, this is why we need to honor God. You ever think if God, if God, if God is, 
He owns the cattle on 10,000 10, hills. If God owns everything, why does he ask us to give? Why does he do that? You ever think about why? Here's a very, very important reason why. I want to put up a verse. If you don't honor him, you'll honor someone else, and most often you'll honor yourself. Look at what the Bible says here. It says, the wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. Before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. Now, look at this verse. It says, the wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. You see, here's what happens. Whatever area you and I consider ourselves to be rich in, if we don't give God the credit for that wealth, you could be rich in education, you could be rich in strength, you could be rich in intelligence, whatever, whatever it is, whatever area you feel like you're wealthy, if you don't give God the credit for that wealth, you know what starts to happen, you take the credit for it. And in fact, you actually start to think, okay, that because of this, quote, wealth or gifting or whatever it is, you actually start to think that this is your provider, this is your source, this is your protection. The, the rich person can imagine their money, so to speak, or their wealth, a, a wall too high. Nobody can get at me because I've got this. But how many know, listen, it doesn't matter how smart you are, okay? You can be super smart in business, you can be super gifted in that, but how many know you can outsmart life? I mean, only God can outsmart the battles of this life. Only God can lead us and guide us and deliver us from every evil. How many know we need a protector that is bigger than whatever gift we have, whether it be intelligence or money? How many know your bank account can't protect everything? You see? And so here's the thing. We can get very, very puffed up. I've made an observation. Whatever area... Over the years, I've, I've made this observation. Whatever area someone happens to be really wealthy in, they can easily become very arrogant in. Okay? It doesn't matter what it is. It could even be like a secret recipe for muffins. <laughs> What'd you put in that? I'm not telling. Come on, you know that's true. I'm going to amen myself for that one. You see, so, so it's important, guys, it's important that day in and day out, okay, it's important that day in and day out, no matter how much you've grown, no matter how smart you are, no matter how much you've accumulated, it's important day in and day out that we stop and say, it's all from God. And that's why when we come to the Lord's house and we offer, we make an offering, this is part of our acknowledgement of that. This is why we praise him. This is why we stand up and, and, and even conduct ourselves in a, in a way that's, quote, unsophisticated. Okay? How many know who cares about what the world calls sophisticated? Our God is a good God and he's faithful and he protects us and he watches over us and he blesses us. Hallelujah. And so it's important that we, we recognize that if we don't give God the credit, we generally will take the credit. And that's why the Lord has us 
give to him because otherwise we'll self-destruct. What goes before the fall? Pride goes before the fall. That's what happens. Pride goes before the fall. Now, it says, honor the Lord with your wealth. So even though the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, okay, we're supposed to praise him. And it says all sorts of things that we're supposed to do. One of the ways that we honor God is with our wealth. I happen to have my wallet in my pocket Typically, I leave it in there because, you know, your jeans get that square space on it. So my wife said, don't put your wallet in. Yeah, but I brought it on purpose today, okay, because, because our heart towards our wallet tells us a lot about who we worship. You see? Tells you a lot about who we worship. And the Bible tells us how to honor God. He, he literally tells us this is the way I want to be honored. And that's why the Bible says honor the Lord with, could you put that verse up one more time? Wealth with the, everyone say this word. First fruits of all your crops. Here's what we've covered. We've covered the concept of honor, okay, the Lord, who and the why. And now we're going to get into the how very quickly. The way that we honor is we honor him with our wealth, which, was, which means with our money and our possessions as well. And then it says with something very specific, with the first fruits of all your crops. With the first fruits of all your crops. Now I need to run, in, run very quickly through what this means. What does the first fruits of your crops talk about? There's a, this comes also back from in the Old Testament in the book of, of Exodus. Uh, uh, the Bible said, bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. So when God said, if you're going to honor me, here's how you honor me. You bring, the, you bring the best of the, everyone say that word, first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord, your God. Then in uh, Leviticus, it said this. Here's a, 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 a next, uh, an elaboration of that. It says, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Whoever would redeem any of their tithe must add a fifth of the value to it. Every tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. And so what God is saying is, here's how I want you to handle your finances. Okay, if you want to honor me with your finances, I, I'm, I want you to bring a tithe of it or a tenth of it to my house. Bring it to the storehouse and give it to me. And it's the first fruits, which we'll get into in a moment. He's saying, you want to honor me with your finances? Do that. Now, I want to say this up front, especially for any young believer. The first time that I heard that, I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Okay? And the first time I heard it and the first time I even mentioned it a little bit to my mom who already thought I was a crazy freak for becoming a Christian, right? She thought, now it's time for the loony bin. But let me ask you a question. 
If you're going to believe God in the area of your finances, what should it look like? Okay? What should it look like? Doesn't it make sense that you would give God first? And so what this is basically saying, could you put the verse back up? What this is basically saying is that when you reap the harvest in your life, whenever that is, every time you reap that harvest, he's saying, and this is an illustration I've used over the years. I'm going to tear one of my notes here. I'll do it this way. Okay, we'll do it like this. So here's what he's saying. I saw my father-in-law do this once. I thought it was really good, and I've been stealing the illustration from him for many years now. So let's say this is what, you, what your income is, what your, your, the blessing of God upon your life. Here's what God says. As soon as you get it, okay, that's why it's the first fruits. Amen. Thank you for those amens. As soon as you get it, he says, take 10% of that and give it to me. And then, watch this. Then, if you give me this 10%, okay, then I will bless your 90%. This 10, you give to me, it's holy to me. And when you give it to me, your heart is, stays in the right place. When you give it to me, it's your way of saying God is the real source. It's not my energy. It's his energy and his blessing. When you give it to me, you're basically saying God is my provider. He's my protector. He's the one who takes care of me. And then what I'll do is I will bless the 90. Now, here's the faith. The faith that we're exercising is that God's blessing on this 90 is way greater than this 100. Okay? It's a step of faith. And when you give to the Lord, in, if you're going to really honor the Lord and put your faith into your finances, this is the foundation of it. That you say, God, every time I get a paycheck, it's because of you. Every single time. And you know what? I believe that so deep down in my heart that I give it to you, God, the way you said. If this is what you says, honor you. If this is where you want to be honored, you realize if God said, give me 90% and keep 10, how many know God is able to bless our 10% and provide for all of our needs, all of our, God is able to do it. But he didn't say that. He didn't say that. We don't have a lot of time. One year you know, what we did is, and I just kind of wanted to use an illustration, and so I brought some vegetables in, and uh, I, I had a guy, um, I brought a knife in and some vegetables, like a potato or whatever, and a, some peppers and whatnot, and I, I had them, like, right while I was speaking, I said, chop these up into little pieces for me. So he started to chop, 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 chop it all, and by the time I, I came to the end, we don't have time today, but when we came to the end, I said, okay, let's take, let's take 10% 10, 10, uh, of this and move it over here, 
okay? And what we did was we looked at it. When was the last time you really looked at how God blesses you? So we took 10 potatoes over here, and then we looked at the rest of the potatoes. We're like, oh, snap. That's a lot of mashed potatoes right there, you know? And that's the way our children eat. That's the way we eat because of the blessing of the Lord upon our lives. Because God is good. How many know not everyone has a job? Not everyone is blessed. How many know that, that we don't have to be blessed? God doesn't have to bless us. But how many are thankful that he does? How many are thankful that we have the things that we have? Hallelujah. So the thing is, guys, if you're going to really honor God, it begins with the tithe, with the first fruits. Now, let me tell you very quickly uh, uh, um, about that. Let me tell you very quickly about that. The, when it comes to the tithe, all right, first fruits, here's what it doesn't mean. Just look at me. I'm going to say this very quickly because of time. You know what first fruits doesn't mean? First fruits doesn't mean last fruits. Okay? How many know first fruits means first fruits? And some people give, but here's why they don't experience the blessing of God on their giving. It's because they give last fruits. In other words, what they do is they get their paycheck, they pay all of their bills, they pay all of this and all of that, and then whatever is left over, they give to God. Okay? And that might be a nice thing to do, okay? But it doesn't honor God because it's not faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The way you exercise faith is you say, God, first fruit to you. And Lord, you will take care of everything. Look at what Malachi says. The, the, uh, Malachi 3.10 says, Tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. Just leave this up. Then he says, okay, because God recognizes that this is, there's faith to this. He says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Now, you know, i got to tell you a quick story. Edgar, stand up a second. Edgar, he gave a, Edgar is on staff with us. He, you know, greeted all of you. How long have you been on staff now? Edgar's been on staff for three years, okay? So we, we hunted him down, okay? I still torment him because of how long it took him to come on staff. And, um, but nonetheless, he came on staff. And let me tell you something. He had a fantastic job at Homeland Security, was rising, 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 doing well. And we're like, you, you know, you know God's hand is on your life, and we know God's hand is on your life, and we feel like you belong on staff here. So finally took the step of faith. Okay, now, in addition to all of that, we say, by the way, when you come on staff, uh, uh, he had to take at least a 50% pay cut. Okay, that's right. Somebody said, wow, wow is right. Okay, but I said, hey, that's cool. Don't worry about it, bro. You know who you serve, right? You know whose team you're on, right? Jehovah Jireh, the great provider. Amen. So listen, real quickly. He was just giving us a testimony. So he comes on, gets married, and uh, I, I don't know, they're like married two months, and now his wife is pregnant, 
and they have their first child. And then shortly after that, they, they, they believe in building the kingdom. Now they have twins too coming, right? The church is growing from within. Thank you, Edgar, right? And, um, and so, so now they've got three children, and he's got these cars, and he's got to go get a car that fits the kids. And he's like, so he runs. He goes to a, a store, and he's a car thing. He tells the guy, hey, man, I need this car. Guy says, here's the car. Edgar says, I like the car. I can't afford the car. Now, you know how salesmen are. They're going back and forth. I can't afford the car. You know, he said, dude, I'm in the ministry. I'm a the guy goes, you're in the ministry? He said, yeah. He said, how long have you been in? I've been three years, whatever. Blase, blase. The guy says, you know what? I've been thinking about going into the ministry too. And uh, they start talking, and he starts, man, it's a step of faith, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Make a long story short. Edgar says, well, look, it was great talking to you. You know, I got to go because I can't afford this car. He says, no, I can't let you out of here without this car. So I'm going to give you the car for whatever you can pay because I got to help you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh is our great provider. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And how many know, how many know? How many know day by day? You know, we sing a song, day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let incense. Why? Why day and night? You know why? Because day and night, he takes care of us. Day and night, day and night, day and night, he watches over us. Day and night, day and night, he, hallelujah, he blesses us. He promises to provide for all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So listen, listen, let me say this to you, very important. Because if you're going to honor God, you got to do what the Bible says. Honoring the Lord is not last fruits, it's first fruits. And you're going to see when you start to give, okay, you're going to start to see a whole new aspect of the goodness of God. You're going to see incredible provision that doesn't even make sense because that's the kind of God we serve. Put the verse real, very quickly here. Put it up one more time. I need to also say this. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, Okay. So now here's what this means. It means that the tithe is not only the first fruits. It's not, it's not, let's say, let me put it this way. It's not the last fruits, but it's also not my fruits. Okay? It's not my fruits. It's his. It belongs to the Lord. A lot of people think, well, I can give however I want to give. But that's not what the Bible says. What the Bible says is bring the tithe into the storehouse. Wherever you worship Okay, from the storehouse, needs are met. From the storehouse of this particular church, if this is your, your church, if this is where you worship, this is where you call to, bring the tithe into the storehouse. Why? Because God does use the, use the tithe to minister to people, to, to uh, you know, there's little animal crackers in the wall back there, and those animal crackers are paid for by your giving. You know? There's, there's, there's arts and crafts and crayons and all that. How do we do that? People, you know, I walked a bank president. We're trying to get a loan. I walked him through here. He says, 
how did you guys do this? I said, you know what? Our people love God, and they believe God, and they sacrificially give to God so that ministry can take place. Hallelujah. He said to me, you don't charge every week to have the kids? I was like, no, we don't charge because God is a loving, abundant, generous, liberal God. Hallelujah. And so it says, bring the tithe into the storehouse. I feel... We don't have time for this, but I feel that a very strong argument can be made that all social services, for the most part, provided that they're righteous, a pretty strong argument can be made that all social services could be met by the church of Jesus Christ. If, if everyone brought the tithe into the storehouse. You know, we've done so many things and, and, uh, and we're, you know, for us to charge for something, I just want to cry when we charge for stuff. I want to cry when we do that, you know, and, and uh, um, because the gospel is free. But you know how the gospel is free if we give liberally and sacrificially. Just recently, we sent a bunch of kids to a to the men's retreat, and, to, and there are certain people in our church that stepped up and said, look, even if they can't pay for it, I want to pay for them. Some people stepped up and paid so that kids could go meet God, and, and they may not even recognize, you know, until um, if the Lord tarries 10 years, 20 years later, hey, I met God on that retreat, and I don't even know who paid. I don't know who did it, but I praise God for them because they did it for us. So we don't, you know, we don't make a big deal about this. You, we know we don't talk a lot about this because your giving is, is your giving. It's between you and God, you know. In the same way we don't have a helicopter flying around watching what you're doing every day. How I many of that's the Holy Spirit's job, not our job? We don't, we don't watch what you give. But you know. And the Bible says bring the tithe into the storehouse because when you do that, it releases the kingdom of God where you're called to to do amazing, powerful things for his glory, okay? To do things that are so special and people come from the, from the world and go, wow, how did that happen? You know how it happened? Because people gave. Almost done, guys. We're almost done. Now, here's the, the second very important truth, and, we'll, and we're closing with this. So number one, the first thing, if you're going to put faith into your finances, you have to remember, you, it, it, it's based on honor over energy. It's based on honor over energy. Secondarily, okay, it's based on the eternal over the temporal. And we'll close with this. The Bible says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Everyone say earth. Okay, where moth and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. So here's the, here's the, the other part that I want you to take with you, okay? 
Part of the reason that it takes faith is because every time you give, you're believing that you're doing something here in the natural on earth that will be recorded and that will have an impact on the eternal forever and ever and ever. I just gave you the example of that. You see? Somebody buys a, a, a $200 you know, ticket for a kid to go on a retreat. That kid has a meeting with God. Right? He gives his life to Christ. He becomes a man of God. He marries a woman of God. He has children of God. He's worked, lives for God, honors God, and then he sees God in heaven face to face. And you know how that kid came into the kingdom? Because someone took earthly materials and said, instead of buying myself another iPhone or another this or another that or or this, or just keeping it to feel secure. Someone said, I'm going to step out and sow a seed into someone else's life. Remember, money can be used for eternity. Our money can be used for eternity. And let me tell you, when you give, I want to encourage you something. And I'll close with this. Okay, listen. Every time you give, okay, have a moment with God. Okay, I'm telling you right now, have a moment with God and say to the Lord, God, I thank you and I love you. I thank you and I love you. You know, when you go out to eat at a restaurant, I, I joke about this, I heard about some people who like were kind of embarrassed to pray over their food and so they do a, they do a, I forget, a, a silent prayer. And what they do is they go like this. They go, okay, we're going to pray now. Everybody just look at each other like this. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Don't be ashamed to bow your head in a restaurant. Okay? Hallelujah. He's a provider. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I love it. Listen, I love it. I love it because here's, here's, uh, you know what? I don't know about you. I love food. Right? I love food. You know? And when that thing is in front of me, to be able to say, God, it came from heaven. It came from heaven. I grew up my whole life hearing stories about my father getting like a little slice of bread and a shot of coffee till 3 o'clock, hoping that food would come, Lord, and I ate like a king, you know, I ate like a king. When I used to eat from the cereal box and my father used to give me a strange kind of look, I'd, uh, it wasn't until I became a dad and then watched my son eat cereal that I got it. Because how many know cereal, those cereal boxes, $5, $7 sometimes for a box of cereal? <laughs> Makes me want to weep right now. You know? And I remember having the, you know, I wouldn't get a bowl. How many of you brothers know what I'm talking about? You get the big giant bowl. You get the whole gallon of milk. And my dad is there going like this. You know? You know, because you know how many hours of work that costs him? You know? It's like, oh, snap. You know? 
It's funny because my, my dad was tough on a lot of things, but I think because of his sensitivity to food, my mother was the one who said, stop it. That's too much. Because, I, I know, you know, when I think about what he went through, you know, in his life, guys, we're so blessed. You go out of this place, I don't care if it's a French fry or if it's carrots. How many know our God is an awesome God? He's good. He's faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.